Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. We're getting you ready for the battle between brothers. Oregon State upsets Oregon in the 126th edition of the rivalry game in the greatest comeback, arguably, in the history of this series. This is Primetime on Rivalry Week. Brought to you by P.G. Long, your Northwest flooring experts. Online at PGLongLLC.com. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. It means a lot to the people in the state. The fans. Welcome in. Just after 5 o'clock here on a uh, little dark and gloomy pre-Thanksgiving uh, edition of Primetime. No Rob, he's down. If you haven't heard, uh, Rob had to pull the shoot. According to Dan Lanning, Rob made a choice to be sick. It's the best thing that's happened all day is when we inform Dan Lanning. And by the way, if you want to go back and, uh, and listen to that, you can find that on the Service Patriots podcast. You can find all of our uh, shows on there. We had Coach Lanning on. Hugh Awful from Malin A Sportsbook was uh, was on earlier as well. And then Joey Harrington will join us here coming up in about 30 minutes or so. But we had Coach Lanning on, and when we told him that Rob was out, and, and I, I asked, I said, have you ever had to coach when you're really sick? Because I came in today at 2, and Rob was already in, and Rob was leaving as I was walking in. He's like, I can't do this. He couldn't stay off the porcelain. He just looked right at me, like with a look of fear into his eyes and was like, I'm sorry. He's like, I got to go. And then like sped off to his car. And you know, that is a white knuckle ride home. And we talked to Lanning. So when we asked him if he'd ever had to coach really sick, Lanning simply stated, I don't get sick. I don't get sick during football season. Getting sick is a choice. So therefore we can conclude that Dan Lanning believes that Rob is a coward. And I think we got Lanning to commit to giving Rob a pregame speech. The, the, the now world-famous Dan Lanning pregame motivational speeches, I think we're going to get one for Lanning and uh, Isaac Robb's immune system. <laughs> nice which... win one for the Gipper from Lanning for Rob. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> God in heaven. All right, let's get to the hot five at five. Oh! Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the hot five at five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Chelsea, I'll throw you a bone here. I know you're a big Mariner guy and you were all pissed off about this today, but uh, Gino yep. Suarez is on his way out of town. Uh, they made a deal today, the Mariners did, with the uh, defending NL champs, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they had a hole at third base with Longoria becoming a free agent, so Suarez will fill that role for them. It looks like the Mariners are going to get a uh, veteran catcher, which apparently they're stocking up on backup catchers for some unknown apparently. reason. And then uh, Carlos Vargas, who is a uh, hard-throwing bullpen guy, 100-plus miles an hour. So, there you go. Uh, I 
guess if you're a Mariner fan, this is another one of those kind of wait and see things. I've heard Juan Soto possibly as an option to the Mariners. I've been hearing that for months, and I didn't think they'd be trading away 25 of their home runs either. I understand, you know, Gino led the team in strikeouts the past two seasons, was way less effective in 2023, but the guy has led, or excuse me, he was ninth overall in the league for war in the last two seasons for third baseman. He wasn't terrible. He was great on the defensive side of the ball, and it seems like the Mariners are trying to eliminate some of their strikeouts, but it puts another hole in their lineup. I, I hate it. Just it's trying to get move. to 54%, man. That's all it is. Get to 54%. It's a mess. Blazers back in action after getting drilled again by Phoenix last night. 3-11 on the season. They'll go back-to-back. Uh, they welcome uh, the Utah Jazz, who also stink. So the 4-10 yes, Utah Jazz and the 3-11 uh, Portland Trailblazers tonight at uh, Moda Center. Uh, Scoot, by the way, questionable in this one. Brogdon made his return uh, last night uh, from his injury. Scoot was recalled after a vicious two-hour stint down at the Rip City Remix in the G League. So we don't know if we will see the return of Scoot tonight, but fingers crossed. Because at this point, all you're playing for is development. Also, Ant is, uh, is working out. So maybe some of your guards starting to creep back in here as uh, Ant approaches and Scoot will be ready before Ant. Uh, what was Dame doing 10, 12, 20 games into his career with the Blazers? He was scoring like 20 a game, not being sent down to the G League. Yeah, what what a piece to move on from with the greatest player in franchise history. You what? Know, what a player. You know what's interesting, too, is, and the Blazers, by the way, Scoot fell to them, but I remember on draft night, everyone giving the Hornets unending crap for taking Brandon Miller ahead of Scoot. And I don't know if anyone's paying any attention, but Brandon Miller is a, is a player. Yes, he is. Brandon Miller. And, Terrible and person, but he's a player. Brandon Miller is a player out there in Charlotte. Meanwhile, Scoot, eh, it's a work in progress. So the, the Hornets may have actually gotten this one right, at least early on in the season. Uh, let's go with some NFL stuff, uh, some injury notes. Uh, Luke Musgrave, Oregon State uh, tight end, yeah. now with the Green Bay Packers, uh, goes to IR. He had to be rushed to the hospital in their win over the Chargers. He had the old lacerated kidney. Oh which is uh, something always scary. We've seen a couple guys this year go down with that. So he's going to go to IR. He'll miss a couple of weeks. And then the Seahawks, who play tomorrow uh, night when they welcome the 49ers to town, it looks like with the Hawks, they're saying that Geno Smith, more than likely probable to go. But uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, their running back, doubtful in that game. And it may not matter because the 49ers are playing really, really good ball right now. No, the uh, the 49ers are good. Seattle is okay. And if no Geno tomorrow, no win for the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, in a bout of crazy, uh, the likes of which, well, we have seen, but it's still fascinating. Uh, Jim Ursay, the uh, Colts owner, he went on uh, HBO Sports last night and was it was a long-ranging interview just about Jim Ursay and, and his career. But it specifically got into his 2014 DUI arrest. Uh and believe it or not, Jim Irsay claimed in that interview that uh, the arrest was bogus and that the only reason he was pulled over is because he was a rich, white billionaire and that he was being profiled. Can I just say, yeah. there, there would be an interesting dinner uh, right there with Jim Irsay at the table. Like a couple hours with that guy. All kinds of convos, all kinds of things muttered out of his mouth that you, would, you probably would expect, but uh, still a little surprising. It's like you're saying these things out loud. Oh, Jim? when he asked how he is, his searching was going to be perceived, he said, I don't care what it sounds like. It's the truth, and I could give a damn what people think. Uh, and then First Take was talking about it, and Ursay went on a Twitter rant where he kept referencing his, his... He referenced his grandparents escaping concentration camps. He referenced his black mother which he doesn't have a black mother, but apparently a black woman cared for him when he was little. Uh, and he's threatening to sue First Take for their commentary on him and called uh, some random woman on the show that he didn't know the name of. He called her a terrible human being. It was quite an interesting Twitter rant. So something tells me that maybe Jim got into the old pill bottle again. Uh, maybe take some advice from Roseanne Barr and do not go to your phone after you've taken some pills. Just just put it away. Lock yeah, it up. That was, uh, that was a little rough. And uh, number one, we'll do this uh, with the Civil War coming up. Uh, the last 48 hours have been interesting. Jonathan Smith's name, uh, head coach of the Arizona State Beavers, has become a hot-button topic with some of the jobs that are out there. He's been linked to everything from Texas Tech, potentially, to Texas A&M, and specifically the Michigan State job. Now, Jonathan Smith uh, gave an interview to a local reporter uh, yesterday where 
when asked about has he been in contact with other jobs, other schools, he gave a very honest answer where basically he said that that's his agent, agent's job and he doesn't have anything to do with it, but his agent wouldn't be doing his job if he wasn't finding um, what other options are out there. Not exactly what you want to hear from your coach with everything going on at Oregon State. Well, today, uh, Oregon State Athletic Director Scott Barnes came out and uh, released a statement saying that Coach Smith and I have had ongoing conversations for more than a month regarding uh, his future at Oregon State and our path forward as a football specifically and our athletic department generally. He has embraced our short-term and long-term plans. My number one priority is providing him with a new contract, guaranteed compensation that will help continue the success of our football program that has uh, benefited Oregon State University and the Beavers. And that goes on to talk about continuity and trying to get more money for his coaches. I'll just say this. It's not a great look No, if you're an Oregon State fan with all the uncertainty with what's happening going forward with the Pac-2, what's your schedule going to look like. Your coach, who's done a phenomenal job building your program, is being rumored for every job known to man, comes out and gives a very honest statement, but a statement that doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence, and now your AD is coming out ahead of the biggest game of the year for you and basically saying our number one priority, fingers crossed, is that we can get a deal done to keep Jonathan Smith here. So I, I think that is a rough, rough look um, we talk, right now for the Oregon State Beavers. We talked a little bit uh, about it in hour one and two. You can go listen on the Service Patriots podcast. But the 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 potential for a contract, like a big one, you were talking like 10 years, 100 mil, to lure Coach Smith away. Would Scott Barnes do that? Could Oregon State? Could. Could, could they do a 10-year, $100 million deal for him at Oregon State. That, that I mean, that makes all those other things a little like, you still have resources, you can you can go with, you know, hey, what, what I was saying earlier, if Oregon State does become a Power 5 school again, the recruiting is right back up there. You can go a couple of years, maybe let things lapse a little bit, but if you've got the coaching continuity, I, I think there's a possibility to keep him there. I don't know what you say, but but I think a big contract like that might keep him from straying. We'll talk about it when we come back. Where does Oregon State sit on the doorstep of, uh, well, at least we know for the, at least right now, the last Civil War that we may see for a while. Fingers crossed on that, but we'll talk about Coach Smith, we'll talk about the game, and then Joe Arrington will join us at 5.30. You got primetime here on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Rivalry Week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by P.G. Long. On 1080 The Fan. Joe Harrington coming up here in uh, about 15 minutes or so. Dan Lanning and Hugh Offal of uh, a Sportsbook. 
earlier in the show. Well, I guess Dan Lanning, not of ALNA, Dan Lanning of the Oregon Ducks. If you want to go back and listen to any of those interviews, you can check out our Service Patriots uh, podcast. You can go find all of our shows from all the day parts. Service Patriot is your home uh, comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. So we're talking about the Jonathan Smith stuff, and it just it kind of stinks that I really do think that this <laughs> I think that this has kind of um overshadowed, I think, a little bit of this game. I think it's taken a little bit of the, the luster off of it. One, I think Oregon State losing to Washington already took some of the luster off of this. Can you imagine if Oregon State had managed to pull off that upset? And, you know, they're making that drive at the end of the game, and it, it felt like there was some real momentum. If they could have finished that off, and you would have had a top 10 Oregon State team going against the number six team for the right to go play Washington in the Pac-12 title game, a revenge game or a, a rematch for either side, whoever wins, you know, kind of goes into that, although Arizona would add something to say for that. But, like, basically a shot at the Pac-12 title game on the line there, it would have been amazing. It would have just had all the juice in the world, and now Oregon State loses, they've lost a lot of momentum, it's a 14-point spread, and now the Jonathan Smith news kind of comes out, and his name being thrown about there, he gives an interview where he certainly doesn't refute the idea that uh, other coaches are, are are talking to him, or at least his agent, and that he would be listening to that. And now we get the dreaded AD statement. Like someone pointed out that Scott Barnes' statement, doesn't that smell a lot like the statement of from when the, the Pac-12 is going to stay together? Anytime you get one of those... Um, it's like the anytime you get a statement saying that you back a coach. Like when your coach is on the hot seat and you get the owner that comes out and you're like, well, I have full confidence in my coach. He's going to be our coach. Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like it's like the it, it's it, it's the the death bell, right? It's the it's, it's the death rattle. You're like, oh man, you don't you don't want the dreaded vote of confidence. I feel that that's the same thing with the athletic department making a statement, and being like, well, our number one priority is keeping Jonathan Smith and his coaches, and we feel that uh, he's looked at our program and he likes our short term uh, plan and our long term plan, and this is our number one priority. It just feels like a lot of word salad and not a lot of confidence. And so I, I think if you're an Oregon State fan, I think this game takes on a real scary tone to it like you're looking at this season for Oregon State was going to be a very special season you felt like last year your team was one player away from being a championship contender you went out and got that player in DJ right you felt like you had your quarterback you're bringing back best running back in 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 the conference one of the best old lines you feel good about your defense like all of that stuff was working in your favor. And then the Pac-12 thing happened and it collapsed and you're like, "Oh my god, what an uncertain future we have going forward." But this is the year, right? We're going to be America's team. And as great as the season's been, you've lost like what, 3 games by a total of what is it, like 8 points? Like you've had the Washington State game was the only one you can say that you should have lost. Like you let that like that didn't slip through your fingers. Washington State was better than you. You made a furious comeback at the end, and it didn't work out. But Arizona and Washington, you felt it was right there. It was right there for your taking. And what could have been a very, very special season has become a very good season. And I think under normal circumstances, if you're Oregon State, I think you'd be fine with this. Like, you still have a chance to put together a top 15 year. Like, think about where this program was a couple years ago and now you're at the point where you're going to be disappointed potentially with a 10-win season? Like, you've set the bar so high. And so under normal circumstances, you can say, ah, oh, man, this one got away from us, but, God, we beat Oregon maybe, and everything changes, and we'll go to a bowl game, and we've never been to the Holiday Bowl. Maybe we get a crack at that or the Alamo Bowl. There's still a lot to like. we got Childs coming back. There's so much positive momentum. But now with the collapse of the Pac-12 and this uncertain future, and now people sniffing around your coach... And now you're a 14-point dog to, to Oregon. Doesn't it feel like if you're Oregon State that like that this may be slipping away from you? That started out a year with so much promise, maybe landing with a thud that none of us could have seen coming at the start of the year. No one. Do you think that if they had won against Washington last week that the calls would have been louder for Jonathan Smith to leave Oregon State? Because I feel like the success that he's had at Oregon State, obviously, is the reason why he's being linked to all these jobs. Obviously, the home connection with Pasadena and UCLA. But other than that, he's just been a damn good coach at Oregon State. So if they win, 
Uh, I mean, you talked about coaches being distracted and Rob kind of hammering on that. Where we're hearing these discussions just, I mean, through a megaphone this week, but but would would it have been like guaranteed he's going to leave if they would have won last week? Because I, I, this is we're we're in that nervous area and we're in the maybe, but like I, I'm just I'm trying to think outside of like money, what's gonna what's gonna make this happen? The un, and, the uncertainty for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's there's a couple things going here, and 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 the biggest one is uncertainty. The other one is money. Like you asked, you know, when we were we were doing the hot five at five, could Oregon State come up with a competitive contract? I think they could come up with a competitive contract. I mean, the, Jonathan Smith is already well compensated, of course. And I think you know you can probably scrape together some money here, and maybe you can get him to to six. You can get him to six million bucks, and you know, Washington, or Washington State and Oregon State for the next two years are going to be fine. They're going to get a big chunk of money. However, this lawsuit thing plays out, there will be a big chunk of money. Because it doesn't sound like the other schools are really fighting over future revenue. They just want this year's distribution to be handed out. So there's going to be a hundred plus million dollars that Washington State and Oregon State are going to be sitting on. Give that all to Coach Smith. Well, but here's the thing. You can only use that money to sustain you for so long. Like you can prop yourself up for these two years while you wait to see what happens. But at the end of the day, if you don't find a way into an ACC or into a Big 12 you can't be competitive with the Michigan States or the the Texas A&M's or even the Texas Techs of the world. You're right. You just can't. So can you get to to, to a, a good salary? Yeah. Can you get to where you're paying a guy? Remember, Michigan State just got done paying their coach. Uh, well, they, they fired him, but they gave Mel Tucker, I think it was, what, nine years, $10 million bucks. Yes. They gave $90 million. For Michigan State. Can, can Oregon State come up with $90 million? No. No, they can't. They can't. I don't think they could have before, and they certainly can't now. So the money is an issue, but if they could get to six million bucks, that may be one of those where Jonathan Smith says, under normal circumstances, I don't need more than that. Lanning talks about that. Like Dan Lanning's like, how much do I need? Like Jonathan yeah. Smith will be well compensated or would have been well compensated at Oregon State. So the money's one aspect of it. But I think the bigger aspect is simply the uncertainty. If you're if you're Jonathan Smith and you're sitting here and you don't know where you're playing next year. Mm-hmm. You don't know where you're playing the year after that. You don't know where your athletic depo- department future revenue is going to come from. You're possibly staring at a December 4th transfer portal where you're now having to tell your kids that signed up to go play in the Pac-12, yeah. well, we're not doing that anymore. And can you keep the players that you have on your roster? Can you go out and recruit at a level that you need to be? Is there a future for you at the highest level? Because you can say all you want, that, oh, we're committed to playing at the highest level. But at the end of the day, there's never been a a group of five or level team that has mm-hmm. played at the highest level. I mean, Boise State's done a hell of a job, but Boise State never competed at the highest level. That's why Chris Peterson eventually left. And that's not what Jonathan Smith signed up for. So when you ask what is the driving force behind that, to me it's simply that. Okay. Which is was the scariest thing in this whole thing when we found out that Oregon State was going to get left behind. That was the scariest thing. It wasn't even necessarily the financial hit. It was the uncertainty. And can you convince your players and your coaches to stay put? And we don't, by the way, this is all just reports. It's all just speculation. But it does feel like there is a little bit of a sense of doom right now kind of hanging over this. And I think it's clouded a lot of Beaver fans about this game coming up, especially if it doesn't end up going your way. And Rob talks about this all the time. And I think it's a real thing. When coaches have their eye somewhere else as the season winds down, go back to Mario when he was getting ready to leave for Miami and what happened at the end of that season. This happens at at all levels. When you have a coach that if their eye is off the ball and they're looking elsewhere, that trickles down to the team. And if Oregon State's eye isn't on the ball on Friday when they kick this thing off, it's not going to be pretty. Because you're you're facing a really really good and focused team, when we could talk to to Coach Lanning, make no mistake about it, Oregon is dialed in because they're staring at a potential rematch at Washington and then a potential college football playoff that they think they can win. Oregon State has to be laser focused to have a, a, a chance at this, and I'm not saying they're not. 
I just think there's a lot of reason for distractions right now if you're Oregon State. And uh, you don't want that when you're a big underdog. I know we got to get out, but I do think that with all the uncertainty you speak of, Suk, that, that there's going to be some gambles that need to be taken at some point. You've got you've got to push your chips in without knowing what the final outcome is going to be if you're Oregon State. So I would champion you. Do what you need to do. Go get a loan. Talk to whoever. Hit up whoever. Get Jonathan Smith 90 to $100 million. If that stability is offered to players that are looking at Oregon State, to people that are looking at putting Oregon State in a conference, I do think that it's going to be a lot easier for them in the future. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's, they, it's I don't, wishful thinking. I don't think you can ever come up with that number. Wow, I just, that I just, sucks. I just don't think you can. And by the way, I don't know if anyone else is coming up with that number for Smith, anyway. For sure. But to to come up with that amount of cash, this is just how I know. Hey, we're going to keep him here, for the, and this is what would get it done. Conversation over. Period. Yeah. And this one from the Vancouver Ford text line. Beaver fan here. I don't care about the game Friday. I haven't cared all week because of what Oregon and UW uh, did by leaving the game. Lost all meaning regardless of uh, if Smith was to leave early or not. I don't think that's everybody. I don't think that's every Beaver fan. I think it's a lot of Beaver fan. Like I said, I, I think there is a real, I think the optimism has one foot out the door right now if you're a B fan. Hopefully I'm wrong. And hopefully we get a great game down at uh, Autzen on, uh, on Friday. Because it's conceivably the last Civil War for... Who knows? You know the Apple Cup's going to continue. Hopefully the Civil War is, finger crossed. But we'll talk to a man who's played in a lot of these Civil Wars. Joey Harrington joins us next on The Fan. Here, though, Schultz with SportsCenter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, normally he joins us every Friday, but uh, since, well, we got a little game going on on Friday, a little something we like to call the Civil War, although I'm not sure we're not supposed to call it anymore, but uh, it's the Civil War to me. So we bumped him up with the holiday and all that. Joey Harrington joins us for his normal segment at an unnormal day, but the normal time if we got all that straight. And we've got no Rob. Joey, how the hell you doing? Okay, hold on, hold on. So I'm on a normal segment yeah. on a not normal day yeah. at the normal time yes. with a not normal amount of co-hosts talking about a game that we still don't know what the name is. Exactly. Okay. We're dealing with okay. a lot of, and no one can figure out what to get Jimmy and Millie for a wedding present. We're dealing with a lot of S right now. You know, I just wanted to make sure we we're... we're on the same footing as we start this conversation here. Well, it's it, I, I don't mean to out him, but it's it's so good that we have to. But we've talked about it today already. Just so you know, like as I was walking in today for the the show, I'm I'm walking in, I'm walking in the door, and Rob's already here, which is usually an upset because I'm usually here a little bit before Rob. As I'm walking in the door, Rob is walking out, and I'm like, like, hey, where are you going? 
And he just looks traffic. Yeah. I was like, what what are are we doing? And he's just like two o'clock and I'm walking in. I'm like, you going to grab something to eat or whatever. And he just looks at me dead eyed, like right in my face and goes, "Uh, I can't do it. I was like, what? He's like, I, I, I can't do this. And I, again was like what what is going on he's just you anymore what yeah but like clearly like i was like i'm like is he joking dead faced he just looked at me and goes i can't stay off the toilet (laughs) and i was and i was was like there's nothing else you have to say like once that once that statement enters the atmosphere we all understand there's nothing you can do at that point i just i'm that's like well okay 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 I, this just jumped into my head. Yeah, I'm sure, and, and I wish Rob nothing but the best, and yes. I wish him health and and, and all that. Yeah. But is he potentially like this could be a good thing if he clears things out before Thanksgiving tomorrow? Well, I tell you what, when you're getting ready for you know, possibly like, the best eating, like I mean, this is kind of like the biggest eating day of the year, and you go down with a Montezuma's Revenge 24 hours before, dude, that's devastating. Or he's just clear, making sure his tank's on empty, right? If he's planning a like a Joey Chestnut type of fill up, yeah. you can only you can only fill so much if there's something still existing. And yeah. he's taking the approach of like, hey, look, I'm going the true. I, I'm driving this thing. I'm coasting into the filling station. Like I'm just I'm coasting on fumes. I'm getting this tank all the way full or all the way empty before I fill it up again this weekend. <laughs> it's. It's and not a, just the stomach, but no. like getting the small intestine yeah. and the large intestine yeah. and like, hell, he's probably cleaning out his spleen and like, yeah. like everything is just like definitely not his liver. Though. No, you no, could, no, you, no, you no. could just tell the look on his face. It was because some people would be like, really? Like you're sick the day before Thanksgiving because we don't have a show on Friday because the Civil War game. Trust me. One look at his eyes. And you saw the fear. I think the fear is I've got a 20 minute drive going home and I'm not certain that I'm going to make it. There was fear <laughs> behind those eyes. You know, we, oh, so, that is a different, that is a different episode of story time with Jim. Or, or, or is it? <laughs> well, we, we do have so, a, we do have a game to talk about. And, and in some ways, like, this is it's 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 got to be bittersweet because you know you know you being obviously an Oregon guy everything Oregon wants is on the table right you win against Oregon State and what I'm still calling the Civil War you get a rematch with UW you're going to be heavy favorites in that staring at a possible you know championship run here with a team that actually feels like they could go and win a national championship but at the same time it feels weird it feels weird because we don't know if this is the last time that we're going to do this for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and there's a whole lot of factors that go, go into that. And, you know, one, obviously they're going to be in different conferences. Um, But I was having the conversation with somebody yesterday. Oregon is going to the big 10. They're, they're, they're power five. Well, they're probably power four conference now. Um, what happens to Oregon State, right? What happens when the Pac-12 falls apart? You know, they're obviously going to try and rebuild the Pac-12, yeah. but do players start fleeing? Tr- transfer portal, NIL, like what kind of attrition are we going to see from Oregon State? And if they end up in, let's you know, call it the Mountain West, like their talent level is is. Yeah realistically not going to be on the same level. So is there going to be a fall off? Is there going to be, you know, this game right now, you know, had, had, had Oregon state won against Washington last week, you could have made the argument that this was the most, the, you know, the most on the line in the history of this rivalry. Yep. Still, this is, this is, you know, one of the bigger ones to, um, to be played. If we get to a point where, you know, the talent leaves Oregon state, you know, they become a mountain West team or the PAC 12 doesn't rebuild, you know, whatever it is, then is there the incentive to play, right? Does, does Oregon state want to continue a rivalry, you know, schedule a game in which, you know, they know that they're going to be physically outmanned. Does Oregon want to schedule a game? You know, it's like, it's like scheduling Boise or, or Fresno state, you know, 15, 15, 20 years ago, you know, but like 
before Boise started to carry some weight. Like, yeah, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous game, game exactly. but doesn't but doesn't give you it doesn't give exactly. you anything if you win. Exactly. If you beat or you know if if, if, we're, if we're assuming this scenario, if you beat Oregon State, well, yeah, you should have. But if you lose to Oregon State, bam, you're automatically done. Yeah. Right. There's it, it becomes. We've never seen a situation where Oregon and Oregon State were at le- were not at least in foundation on the same footing. And ignore, you know, for, forget the scheduling conflicts. Whether you, you know, you can move Boise State or get them out or like try, you know, the, this conference scheduling stuff. This is this is entering a new era that we haven't ever seen before. And I don't know that I don't, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. Well, and I don't know if you saw it too. And and I'm not saying this is like a doomsday sort of thing, but we we talked about it last week when Lanning was asked about other jobs, right. And, and Lanning, obviously maybe the most definitive statement I've heard since Nick Staven said, I'm not going to be the next coach at Alabama, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) Lanning was pretty adamant that he's not going anywhere. And then we played Kalen DeBoer and, um, DeBoer's was not as definitive. And then, you know, we had the Jonathan Smith yesterday. He was talking to a local reporter and, you know, uh, Smith basically said, you know, to, to paraphrase, his agent is out there looking at stuff because it's what he pays the agent to do. And he pays the agent millions of dollars. And, you know, every coach is out there looking. And if I'm an Oregon State fan, that's not what I wanted to hear right now with all the uncertainty going on. And I'm not here saying that Jonathan Smith is going to leave and take a, a you know Michigan State right. job or whatever. But there's reports that that he is supposedly one of the final four at Michigan State. He gives a statement saying that certainly his agent is out there looking if that's, you know, because that's his agent's job and he doesn't have anything to do with that. If I'm an Oregon State fan, that's not what I want to hear going into the last Civil War. No. It's not, um, but it's. I think you would be a fool if you didn't at least assume that something like that was potentially going to happen. For the same reason that you know we're we're having realistic discussions about players potentially leaving in transfer portals and you know getting nil deals somewhere else. Like this, this conference, the the, the dissolution or dissolve. What the Dissolving the Pac-12 conference. Yeah in its existing form is going to have significant ramifications. And, you know, if I'm Jonathan Smith, I mean, God, like how incredible is it that you came back to your alma mater, that you brought him back to national prominence? Like he has done an incredible job. And now this, the situation has changed. And so I, I think you'd be a fool if you didn't at least take a look and hear what, you know, hear what what else was out there, and then make you know weigh weigh those options and make a decision. And maybe he says, you know what, coaching at my alma mater for the next two decades and trying to dig him out of this hole is going to be more important than you know having another you know major college or, or power five job. But you got to have that conversation because the situation has drastically changed. Yeah, I just it, it's it stinks, and yeah, you know, I, I just I, I wish it wasn't like this. I wish this didn't kind of cloud over this game. And and you mentioned it, had they beaten UW last week, I think this takes on a a different tone with, with obviously could have been, this could have been the biggest game in the history of the rivalry. Yeah. I mean, you can make an argument about 2010 in so much that, um, Oregon was playing for a spot of the national championship game. Now Oregon state wasn't, didn't have anything riding on it. So I think that would be the lesser of the, of the few. You can make an argument about 2009 in that the winner went to the Rose bowl. Like, I I don't know. I don't think there had ever been a time in the rivalry when the winner of that game earned an automatic spot to the Rose bowl. The, The hesitation in that was, was my junior year in 2000 when the winner of the game got a BCS bid, but not necessarily, you know, Oregon state lost out on the Rose bowl because of, you know, stupid tiebreakers. But, um, yeah, I had Oregon state beat Washington. Both teams would have been playing for a spot in the conference championship and Oregon for a, a potential spot in the college football playoff. So yeah, that, that would have been, that would have been a big one, but still, this is, this is a hell of a game. Oh yeah. And, and, and you gotta believe if you're Oregon state, the idea of spoiling Oregon season and, and ruining a chance at a national championship and 
probably knocking them out of the the, the, the Pac-12 title game if Arizona wins, and most people think they will. I got to believe that's a pretty big apple to take a bite out of if if you're if you're a beaver to to feel like there's still something to play for. Oh, I would want to. I would want to like like punch Oregon in the larynx and like <laughs> and like full like you know sweep the leg like if I was if I was them right now like yeah. there's there's no shortage of I I mean and I'm I I don't even. I try to find you know a descriptive word for what I'm sure are so many feelings coming out of Corvallis right now. You know whether it's you know just the you know it's not just the rivalry. It's what Oregon and Washington and or and USC and UCLA have done to the conference. It's all it's all sorts of things. Yeah, there's going to be no shortage. And then you just combine that with the fact that you've got you know a hell of a football team with a hundred a hundred competitive dudes led by a fantastic head coach and Jonathan Smith. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be plenty of. Uh, Plenty of motivation on that Oregon State sideline. I mean, yeah, you look at their losses. I mean, they're all by slivers. I know the Washington State one, you kind of got handled a little bit, but you did make the, the rally at the end and you made it close. But, yeah, Oregon State. What are you there, know, three games by eight points or something like something that? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it is it is the razor-thin margin here, and, and we could be talking about something entirely different. I just hope, I, I hope that the noise around what's happening to Oregon state and maybe some jobs like Rob always has a theory that when coaches start looking at other jobs, those seasons go down the tank. See Mario right at the end, that season is last year at Oregon where, where it claps. And again, we don't know exactly what Jonathan Smith is doing, but you know, that's always one that, that Rob has held on to. And I, I just hope that that doesn't cloud. Cause I, I, I want to see a good game. I want to see two teams that are fully engaged. And I want to see if this is going to be the last rival for a while, I, I want to see the best from both sides. I don't I don't want any excuses. I don't want, well, this was happening and that and it was distracted. No. Line it up and 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 I would assume like you even being a Duck fan, you had to have enjoyed it more when Oregon State was competitive. Right? I would think in a rivalry game you want it where it's it's strength on strength, not where one is, you know, is a cripple. What are you talking about? No, I want to uh, <laughs> I, look, look, looking back now, you realize that you're talking to somebody who never threw a touchdown pass against Oregon State. Like my touchdown to interception ratio against Oregon State is astronomical, but it's interception to touchdown. I, I looking back, if they could have like crawled out of the tunnel and like they couldn't walk and they were straight, like literally like carried on gurneys, like, you know, like pushing on a hospital bed, that would have been the best scenario for me. Like I, I don't care. I just want to win. I want to win 173 to nothing. Like looking back on this, all I want, all I want, Suk, is just to go back to 2000 and have one of those kit balls not end up in the hands of Jake Cookett. Okay, it's like, no, I don't want him in full strength. Oh, I miscalculated. I want that <laughs> All right, we come back. Uh, I want to talk to you about just kind of what maybe your favorite memory of what this rivalry is growing up watching it, playing it, and then we'll actually get into what you think about the game uh, itself, maybe some X's and O's, and, and, and where maybe uh, an advantage here lies for, for either side. So uh, we'll hold you on uh, for one more segment. Joey Harrington uh, for another segment when we come back. You've got primetime here on 1080 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back with Joey Harrington, brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is now. Um, obviously, we're talking uh, Civil War 
And uh, maybe some good, maybe some bad memories. I think you had a little flashback there. <laughs> I don't. I didn't. I can't say that I knew off the top of my head. You never threw a, a touchdown in this game. Zero. Mm. I was again. We were. It was. We were doing the talking duck show and coming off of Arizona State, and they were doing the graphic um, of Bo tying the school record, which, by the way, he should have broken. That was not offensive pass interference against Ferguson. <laughs> but there's a group of us that have all thrown six touchdown passes. You know, Herbert and Marcus yeah. and Darren Thomas and Danny O'Neill, and then I did it twice against Oregon or against Arizona State in back-to-back years, and. I can't remember. And then, you know, that was last week's game, and now we're playing Oregon State. And somehow it came up. I was like, you realize I threw 14 touchdowns against Arizona State and zero against the Beavers. They're like, wait, what? I was like, <laughs> I never won. My sophomore year was Ruben Drones, who carried the ball 40 times that game for 199 yards. My junior year was the year that, I mean, I think I threw for three you know, call it 320 or something. Like it was one of those days where like, I actually felt really good, but five times the ball was tipped and, uh, and intercepted. Um, and so zero touchdowns that, that day. And then the following year was the downpour at home. Yeah. Um, when Keenan Howry took it, it took the punt back and I didn't throw a touchdown that, that day either. I don't want to say that one lost me to Heisman, but you know, that was the opportunity where, you know, the, the whole country was watching. It's like, all right, this, you know, this dude was on a billboard. Let's see what he's got, what he's got. And I went out and threw for like 119 yards and, and, <laughs> and a fumble or something like that. So I ended up, I ended up with two rushing, two rushing touchdowns. I think I had one in my sophomore year and one junior year, uh, two rushing touchdowns, Six interceptions and two fumbles hmm. against Oregon State. So, I mean, pretty solid. Pretty solid, if you ask me. I just, I could, I would have never guessed that in a million years. If you asked me, did he throw a touchdown pass? And so I'm like, yeah, three years, you didn't get a touchdown pass. Well, now I see why maybe there's some of that, a little bit of that bitter hostility. Yeah, we don't want him at full yeah. strength. Well, how about this? As a, as a, a, a an, an observer, I like it when these rivalry games when when both sides are at, at full strength. Uh, to me, it's never fun watching. Uh, and I can appreciate your truth. Yeah, you like can the, speak your truth, like the and app- I can speak mine. Like the Apple <laughs> Cup, right? The Apple Cup hasn't been competitive in a long time, right? It's just like Washington. Yeah. When, when it's a one-sided affair like that, but they're they're keeping that thing going. They're, they're doing it for the next five years. So I'm, I'm hoping here in the next, you know, next couple weeks, uh, you know, if they could get the Apple Cup done, I'm, I'm fingers crossed that maybe they can get something done with the Civil War. What, hey, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So when you look at at this game um, it, itself, you know, take away you know the whole you know it's a rivalry game and all that. When you look at Oregon right now, they're playing as good as anyone in the country, and mm-hmm. no one seems to be giving anyone much of a shot. I mean, Oregon State's a damn good team, and Vegas has them as a two touchdown dog. Uh, I think right now the look-ahead line has Oregon a a touchdown favorite over Washington, who beat them if they both end up going to Vegas. So if if you're an Oregon fan, what about the Beavs makes you nervous um, other than it's a rivalry game? Um, Damian Martinez. He's, he's as good a running back as, as you're going to see. You know, he's, he's as good as Bucky Irving. He's, he's a hard nosed runner. Um, I don't know. And and here's the thing. You said, what makes you nervous? It doesn't necessarily make me nervous because of how Oregon's defense has played this year. Like I I don't have the stat in front of me, but I don't know. I think they've given up like only like five touchdowns to the, to conference opponents this year. I mean, it's, it's significant how few, how, how few they've given up. So the other thing that would give me pause is Oregon State's defense, right? We talked about it earlier is, is they don't, they're not in blowouts. They don't, they don't give up, you know, with the exception of the Washington state game, they don't give up gobs and gobs of yards. But then again, neither did Utah. Yeah. Right. And we saw what Oregon did to Utah. So like, to me, this is a game where you have to limit, you have to limit, Oregon State's big plays. DJ Uyunglele has, when he's on, he's really good. When he's not, I don't want to say not on, but it's, it's 
it's, it's an explosion play, right? He hasn't shown that game in and game out, he can go down the field, march, 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 efficient, convert on third down, and move the chains. Like, you limit their running game, you limit the explosive plays, and then the key for me, like, and it sounds so stupid, but, but it's Bo. I mean, Bo is as good. I, it's, it's a different feeling. But I would compare this, at least for the way that I feel, if I said you had to have one drive to win a game with Bo right now or Marcus in his last year, I don't know that I wouldn't pick Bo. Yeah. Simply because, you know, is Marcus going to be more explosive? Absolutely. I mean, the guy was, I mean, he's literally phenomenal. His legs he are is, incredible. He's the greatest. Oh, yeah. It, it, unbelievable. But what Bo has been able to do. Game in, game out, drive in, drive out, play in, play out. It is the most consistent, efficient, effective, yet explosive. Like he is, we've said this before, he's completing nearly 80% of his passes. 80%. They had six drives in the first half against Arizona State, and he, he took them down the field six times for touchdown passes. Like, the man does not panic. And I don't want to say he doesn't make mistakes because everybody makes mistakes, but his level of knowledge, his level of control, his level of command over what is going on on the Oregon offense right now is, is unlike, I, I don't know that I've seen anybody who has this much control over what their offensive football team does. It, it is incredibly impressive. Yeah. It, it, at the beginning of the year, I, I picked UW to win the conference. I had UW, Oregon, and I had UW winning. I thought Penix was the difference. And I think for the first six weeks, I was still saying that Penix was the best quarterback in, in the conference. And, you know, you can make a, a debate on who played a better game, but Penix beat them. And I was like, well, there you go. You know, Penix, you know, had to give it to Penix. And since that Oregon game, I don't really think it's been close. I, I think I think Penix and Williams and everyone else in the conference, I think they've been lapped by Nix. To me, and I'm believe me, I'm I'm no duck honk. I don't see how Bo Nix isn't your Heisman Trophy winner. I it just when you look at, at at some of the games that Penix has had and certainly Caleb Williams, there's been duds. There hasn't been a single one. Even the game that they lost against Washington, he was phenomenal. The other close game they had against Texas Tech, he bailed them out. He has not played a bad game. I don't think he's had a bad half necessarily all season yeah. it's 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 kind of incredible and yeah. if he finishes this off and, and ends up winning a heisman trophy it's just weird the way we thought about bo Nix when he transferred to oregon like a stopgap, you know until you find a, a a young kid he may be the second heisman trophy winner in oregon history yeah so you said two things right there like from that point of the washington game Coach Bellotti always told us the game, you know, and it sounds kind of hokey, but the games you remember, you play in November, right? Yeah. Like that, that is what sticks out. In the month of November, Bo Nix is leading the country, not the conference, leading the country in completion percentage, touchdown passes, passer rating, passer efficiency. He is literally leading the, conf the entire country in the month of November, in every passing, every major passing category. You said, the other thing was, I don't know how he doesn't win the Heisman. Admittedly, Jaden Daniels is ha having a hell of a month as well. Sure. Right? I mean, and, and he, you know, he, what was it, 500 total yards and eight touchdowns last week. The, week, the game before where he ran for 250 and threw for 350. I mean, the only guy I've ever seen do anything like that was Tui. Um, Tui's senior year would, would have been my junior year. Yeah. Oh, no, excuse me. It would have been his junior year. I mean, it was, it was absolutely incredible. And I think that there is a, I don't want to say a narrative, but look, these things are driven by media. These things are driven by, um, by voters. These things are driven by um, perception, right? And the perception is always that the SEC is going to be better than the Pac-12. Yeah. And, you know, for 95% of the time, it, it has been. Um, this time, I don't believe it is. 
not only in the conference and top to bottom, um, you know, the, the final year of this conference has absolutely been the deepest we've ever seen and at the top individual players and, and what Bo has done week in and week out. Like you said, he hasn't had a bad game. He hasn't had a bad ha- I can only think of one, and I'll say quote unquote, you know, air quotes on the radio, bad quarter. And that was the first quarter against Washington State. Yeah. Right. It has been an absolute clinic every single time he's stepped on the field. And yeah, I mean, you gotta, we've it, never it, seen this level of consistency. And you got to finish strong, right? Oregon State isn't yeah. going to roll over and die for you. And then, you know, on a national stage, you got a chance to. Uh, to redeem the the one loss that you had. And I, I feel like... You know what? Well, I was going to say, with that chance, that one loss, yeah. he's going to get a play, and Daniels won't. Yeah. Right? If, or, the if they win against Oregon State, Jane Daniels will not be in the SEC championship, and the country will be watching Alabama against Georgia yeah. and Oregon against Washington. Yeah. And they will get to see Bo and Bo only. Yeah. Um, if you're Oregon State, you just got to run the ball 50 times, right? I mean, the, the, to me, the best way to keep <laughs> to stop Bo Nix is just don't let him have the ball. I saw that like, Oregon State went on that 10-minute drive against Washington. If I'm a Beaver, I that's that's 45 to 50 rushes. To me, that that's how Oregon State stays in this game, is to just try oh, to yeah. keep you Bo give, on the side. You give 45 of them to, to Damian Martinez, and then you give another 10 to, to DJ, and then you... Uh, oh God! I'm trying to think of the. Of course, I just lost uh, the 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 second tailback, who, by the way, has 500 yards of his own. Like, who's no? <laughs> yeah, he's no slouch himself. So give him an. Okay, check that. Let's give Martinez 40. We'll give uh, the number two guy 15. We'll give DJ 10. What are we up to now? 65 carries. Here you go. You know that's <laughs> yeah. There's there's <laughs> there's your offense. That's that's the plan. Yeah, it's just it just has to be one of those where you just keep pounding the ball and I think you go for it on honestly on every fourth down I think you pull it like like it's Oregon State if it's if it's fourth and one on on the your own 38 I think you QB sneak it I just think if you're Oregon State you have got to just throw what do you got to lose at this point right that's the only thing I'll say about Oregon State by losing that game against Washington is you're not playing for anything and maybe that that frees you up a little bit to 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 play a little looser when Oregon has everything to lose, and if you're Oregon State, you're just playing pure spoiler. I'm not even going to talk about that situation right now because of, <laughs> based on conversations we've had about things that happened in the month of November. So I'm going to put a stop to that yes. and say it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm not even going to entertain that and have a wonderful wonderful holiday. What is the, uh, what are the Thanksgiving plans at the Harrington House? You know, um, we are getting together with my side of the family this year. So that's, I'm thinking we'll probably have about 45 this year. Whoa. Um, Is this at your house? You know, we are not hosting. No, we always used to go to grandma and grandpa's house. um, But long story short, the, uh, we my aunt and uncle bought the house and you know year 25 years ago and mm-hmm. their kids have grown up and moved out and so you know it's time for them to sell yeah. um we actually get together at just a not a banquet hall but just a little little club down the down the street that that has a, a space to rent and got a kitchen and we all go potluck style and 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 bring it on in so it's a great way to still get together with the family um even though we don't have the uh the big house you know, the house to, to gather anymore so yeah, yeah we 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 alternate between emily's family and and my family and this year happens to be uh the big old harrington side all right and uh favorite dish what are we uh are we a turkey man you're a ham we a stuffing what's uh what's joey's power ranking i'm a stuffing guy yeah um but the stuffing has to have sausage in it oh okay uh, yeah i you know i i gotta i'm a i go dark meat um, dark meat with stuffing and sausage. And if it doesn't have sausage, then you got to, I mean, really gravy it up. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like I love a good green bean. Ooh, I, a, I, a green I, bean or a green bean casserole. Those are two different things. No, nope, 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 nope. Just a good green. There bean. you go. Yeah. yeah. He's got to have some yep. snap to it. Like maybe a little bit of a crunch. Yeah. The green bean casserole just turns into a slog. It's no good. Yep. It's the word. Agreed. I Agreed. love a good casserole, but the green bean, it doesn't belong in a casserole. It's a bastard. It's a bastard casserole. Get it out of here. 
Fair enough. Well, I, I, we agree I, on some things. We disagree on others. I appreciate the uh, the power rankings there of the Thanksgiving. We wish you all the best. Are you going down to the game? Oh, you got the bum Nistos. You're probably not going down, huh? Man, the idea of crutching through the parking yeah. lot and crutching up the <laughs> and then crutching back down. It's like, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to have my foot elevated and I'm going to have a uh, – I'm going to have a, a Harrington Family Foundation bourbon, and I'm going to hopefully watch a game where there's lots of touchdown passes, which is something that I did not ever do. Thank you for bringing it up, <laughs> and you have a wonderful day. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Always appreciate having you around. Thankful for uh, you coming on our program, and uh, we'll catch with you uh, next week, uh, possibly talking about a Pac-12 championship for Oregon. Sounds good, buddy. Right, have thank, a great weekend. Thank you, my friend. All right, that'll do it for us uh, here and this portion of the show. Joey brought to us, uh, as always, by Mods PDX. The future of building is now. Club 1080 coming up next as we round up a holiday edition of Primetime right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.